What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Tonight, we got them. Goldie and the Salt. Oh, welcome back, Disgusties, to another episode of A Typical Disgusting Display, a podcast for writers, by writers, who hate writing. They are downright sick of writing. Um, so you, if you're listening through this whole episode, you'll notice that at one point during our top five list that we have uh, some minor technical malfunctions, but uh, shouldn't be anything too bad. You'll cruise right through and then it gets uh, all settled. Yes. I should have known like this morning uh, here, when I woke up, this was the sequence of events. So um my dog was on my bed, as he sometimes is, and I put my hand in something wet, and he had just barfed oh. on the covers oh, no. right oh. in front of my chin. Oh, no. He so got that was my something. welcome. Yeah, that was my welcome to, to the, the world morning. this morning. And <laughs> oh, then, no. of course, the first thing I do is I check my phone when I wake up, because a, a lot of people are trying to get in touch with me during the nighttime hour. <laughs> yeah. And um, I get an email that three people at work yesterday had covid yeah. Oh. oh boy! So already I'm like, oh my god! And then the next thing is an email that we have this podcast. So <laughs> I just knew it's today, gonna be a great te- day. Yeah, the technical <laughs> difficulties, of course, and and I'm scared for what awaits me. Yeah, I've never been happier to be on Zoom for those uh, writing meetings. Um, yeah. So well, good. Welcome to this day. Then, uh, yeah. the technical difficulties yes. made perfect sense. Yes. <laughs> uh, and also today, briefly, I just wanted to bring up, we're, we're in the midst of the NBA Finals. They're fun. The Celtics and Warriors. Nothing like the Celtics-Lakers when we were a kid where you just hated the Lakers. Like, I, <laughs> this Warriors team is absolutely not hateable. Like, I, I Steph Curry's yeah. great. Klay Thompson I love. Even Draymond, who can get under people's skin, you, you recognize his value. You'd want him to be on your team. Oh, yeah. But and, that and said... admission yeah. that I'm from Boston, I'm rooting for Golden State. I know. I, I find that... Wow. For them. I find, I'm going to use the letter... I find, I'm going to use the letter Z in this. I find that absurd. <laughs> I think that's ridiculous. But you know what? I, I don't mind the Warriors, so I can't even really get that When you at look it. at the Boston crowd and you're like, do I really want to be one of these people? You it's, are it's, one of those like people. It's like a who of buttholes <laughs> yep that's us that is no, us I refuse. yes it is always no. you you are I, you are a who's that of buttholes i i will that? not be drafted into that army i have flat feet <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, anyway, so the ga- game three was last night. And by the time you guys are hearing this, we'll be four games in, I think. Game three was last night. The Celtics won. And Draymond Green had a terrible game. He scored. Mm. He had a triple single, as Goldie likes to say. He, he had mm-hmm. two points and like three rebounds or, or something. It, just a really bad game. So it, in the press conference after the game, Draymond Green has had this very popular podcast, much more popular than the one you're listening to right now. And he's been doing it all season. And reporters asked him if he thought that his podcast was a distraction. Mm. And Goldie and I are here to say a definitive yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. You can't be expected to have a podcast and do anything else. Yeah, as we can attest, that probably, first joke of the day, first joke of the day, that has ruined his game completely, and we know why. And for him to get up there and say, "Oh no, it's not a distraction," he is lying to himself. He is lying to the press and America as a whole. So the I think attest of this podcast and Johnny jokes in particular has yes. cast a cloud over every good moment of my life. Yeah. Knowing that it's either A, I'm observing myself uh, asking the question, is this worth talking about? Yeah. yeah. So there's no there's no moment that I'm actually living my life inside my life. I'm observing it. Nope. Trying nope. to pick it clean like a like an egret with a fish skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> no egrets. <laughs> and then and then from the from the second we finished Johnny jokes, the clock is restarted. I I'm know. like better yeah. start looking at the news. Yeah. I know. It's like we've become the time to make the donuts guy with Johnny jokes. <laughs> it's just like oh. every morning at five AM time to write the Johnny jokes. <laughs> time to make the donuts. It's, um, and Goldie, it's absurd. I, it, it, so yes. So when, when so the anyway, Celtics, like when the Celtics, Celtics win in six, yeah. Going forward, as you bet sports, probably the key thing to consider is who on which team has a podcast. Yeah, and then just, <laughs> just bet bet against just them. Ride hard against them. <laughs> yes. I, I, you want to get rich? This is the easiest way. Yep, that's a great. <laughs> this point. is the only gambling advice I think worth anything. I know, and it's great advice, by the way. Yeah, um, forget it, home court advantage. It's just podcast, podcast advantage. advantage. Exactly. Yeah. That is great. So, Draymond, thank you for your informative podcast. We appreciate it here in Boston. Um, and yeah. Goldie, I we had chatted a little bit, and I'm anxious to hear this. You you had a uh, straw hat update, a giant yes. floppy hat update, which the, <laughs> yes. I think our viewers will be anxious to hear. Yeah. Go ahead. So, uh, you know, I've talked on this podcast for, at this point, probably 80 to 100 hours with literally no one <laughs> picking up on any of it or wanting to know more or following up or having a question no, or any, no, any that's reaction not true. at all. That's you, you, got, not true. you got uh, Professor Luigi Lamborghini, who's your biggest fan. <laughs> Mario, Mario Ferrari, one of okay. the world's foremost medical practitioners. <laughs> yeah. He's a fan of me and thinks your work is okay. I but, know, I could tell. So I, and then a couple weeks ago, I think at this point, I I talked a little bit about my marriage advice being that yes. to every man, just that at some point during the marriage or, or right before it, or maybe even during the ceremony, your wife will acquire <laughs> a giant straw hat that is sort of like a, you know, a, a pagoda or, <laughs> yes, it's, yeah. it's, or right. a thatched Dutch roof and she'll start wearing it and... 
there's n- there's nothing you can do, or so. even she can do. It's just yeah. gonna yes. happen. And so I have privately, more than anything I've ever said, been getting uh, <laughs> messages of solidarity. Um, <laughs> yep. Hearing from concerned gentlemen who are happy to know they're not alone. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> pictures of, of of women triumphantly flaunting their hat as though this is a good thing. In my yeah. Instagram I too have DM. been getting so photos as well. It's 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 really blown up. Um, and and I I felt like, well, gosh, like what what is there to be done? What can we do? What 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 can is we do? Is it something that you don't like? This cannot stand. We need to do something. This and aggression, I've, this aggression cannot stand. No. So here's what I've done in my own life. I have ordered a Hawaiian shirt. Oh. And I'm just going to start wow. wearing it with no indication that I've ever had oh. any inkling of of wanting to be a Hawaiian shirt guy. I'm just going to start Occasionally wow. going around yes. in a Hawaiian shirt. Yeah. That's great. I'm see what, what, what happens. I can see what it, a, actually. What a great return of serve that is. <laughs> Holy shit. Do like you, you want to just... wear that straw hat? Now yeah. you're a lady who's with a bald guy in a Hawaiian in shirt. In a Tommy Bahama. Oh, God. Yeah. That <laughs> is what, you just rifled that one down the line, return of serve. <laughs> out, your wife is out of position. You're running, charging to the net in your Hawaiian shirt. You're I have not felt yeah. this alive. Serving Bali. Yes. <laughs> I have not felt this alive <laughs> since a plane I was on suddenly dropped 5,000 feet. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you may want to consider with the Hawaiian shirt, if you commandeer that straw hat Ooh. And, and the Hawaiian shirt. There's no need to gild the lily on this one. I'm going to okay. go with the shirt and there may be just flip-flops with dark socks as well. Oh. oh. But like, That's why, why do we need to just take it you know like if if if, yeah. if you're gonna look like some cartoon <laughs> maniac then so am i <laughs> i love that cargo shorts too i would recommend cargo shorts with that that seems like appropriate i feel like women think that the hat's cute no they do that's that's and the you're first here mistake to say that's it's the not. first mistake you're here to tell everybody it's i don't know cute. that anyone's thinking at all <laughs> they're, they're seeing it on sale somewhere i don't know where they're it's popping up in their instagram ads i, I don't know what's going on i don't know if there's Russian dark money behind it. There's there's something going on. I can't put my finger on it. We will put all the women in straw hats. This it's will weird. take away their it's natural weird. beauty. Like it's the last five years. Like in the seventies, you know, my mom wasn't going around in like a straw boater. No, the seventies had a much cuter trend that I feel like started in the fifties and went all the way. I remember my mom in the seventies distinctly wearing the red handkerchief over the head. Oh, yeah. You know, right. kind yeah. of like the uh, Rosie the mom. Riveter or whatever. Like my mom wore that all the time. That was a good that look. Is cute. Bring yeah. that back. I think my back. family just we just burned. <laughs> what? Oh, wow. We just you burnt, sunburned. There was oh, no. sunburned. Okay. <laughs> yeah. There was no thought of like better cover up. Yeah. And then my my dad kind of later in his life got this uh Tilly hat. You know what those are? They're they're sort yeah. of like a big canvas hat and the whole thing was that one of these hats had apparently gotten eaten by an elephant oh, and yeah. the elephant shat it out and it was still fine. And that was like their whole ad campaign for the hat. So my dad was oh like, my yeah, hat. an elephant could eat it. Okay. Wouldn't digest it. Yeah. Well, you know what? I, I applaud you yeah. for making the Hawaiian shirt move. That's bold. I like it. I like it. Bold. Yeah. We'll just see. And, was, and, and as Norman Lear says, to be continued. <laughs> 
<laughs> he he's also a hat guy though he he's sort of straddles the fence on this doesn't issue. get nearly enough shit for wearing that i know hat. he's been wearing <laughs> he it should, forever he should be hit with it like gilligan <laughs> <laughs> which he didn't create because he was better than that um but goldie you had something else going on in your world which was pretty exciting yeah so um my six-year-old made her live theater debut in a production of the oh. watcher in the woods oh my god she played Jack's mom. She was excellent. No, awesome. no surprise there. Show of business course. is in her veins. Obviously. Um, <laughs> from her mother's side. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so quick. anyway, but like, so I'm in the watching this production, which, you know, they do a nice little job with it. And um, of course, you know, I, I, I say going in, I'm, I'm just going to watch. I'm not going to be an intrusive parent or whatever. But then... There's an involuntary reflex. Your your child walks on stage, and I'm I'm just waving at her. I don't know why. I just want to. Or I just want her to know I'm there. Or I just want to connect with her. And so, and then we were making the little like heart symbol, oh. and then oh. so we're waving at her, and then she's doing her lines, and she waved back, and it was oh, really so great, magical. I yeah. I loved it, and it it got me thinking that. Really, that is the best moment I've ever had watching a play was yes. I waved yeah. to my daughter and she waved back. And that yeah. why doesn't Broadway <laughs> save for an extra hundred dollars on your ticket? You can during Hamilton, like wave to Lin-Manuel Miranda and he'll wave back <laughs> and, would be and really you'll have special. like this little special connection with the cast. And you could do this with any so play great. with any cast. And depending on on how important they are in the play. You pay a little more or a little less, and you and you're just waiting to wave at someone, and they're going to wave back. I love that idea, I, and and Broadway would make so much money off of that. So many people would. Do I it. would have stayed yes. at Tootsie the Musical had we upgraded <laughs> to a wave with the cast. <laughs> if, even if that lump who played Tootsie was going to yes, wave at you, <laughs> you're going to take something. It humanizes them. You're no longer. You can't be yeah. a critic at that point. You're just a proud person who's. Seeing someone they know on stage make that leap from audience <laughs> to stage. It's very I love exciting. It. I love that. And by the way, I'll just add, to add on to that point. I saw Cats when I was seven in London with my dad, and which is why I like carry a torch for that show when everyone else kind of hates it. But I loved the show. I was seven. We were in the front row. We were part of a moving stage. So the stage would rotate wow. and we would move with it. And I remember... A couple of the cats, a couple of the lady cats in their skin tight <laughs> outfits were dancing right in front of me and they kept looking at me and winking and smiling. Like, and, and it yeah. was still, I still carry that with me to this day, which is why I, I you know, like to have sex with cats. But, oh my you know, God. I, <laughs> that was a bit, folks. We'll take that out. Leave that in. Leave it in. I'll sit in in my cat remark. Anyway, uh, you should have seen some of these felines, if you know what I'm saying. Um, All right. Seems as good a time as any to roll. Covered his body in Sheba. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. More like fancy feast. Ding ding. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Uh, All right, let's roll right into Johnny Joe. Right in my fucking Ouch. ears. That was very loud. An enthusiastic Johnny. Uh, an enthusiastic Ed. Apologize for the tinnitus. <laughs> Ed feels like he may have had a drinky pool backstage. All right. We're going to get into these god-awful jokes this week. Slim pickings, as they say. Well, uh, season four of the Netflix show Stranger Things came out last week. Yeah. Uh, The show about an upside-down world filled with horrible monsters premiered in 2016 as a sci-fi horror, but in 2022 has been reclassified as a documentary. (laughs) Yes. Not a great world we're living in. Yeah, I even had to think about it as I was reading it. I didn't quite get it. Okay. Maybe this one will be... A thinker and a stinker. A thinker. Danny Smith always says, if it's a thinker, it's a stinker. (laughs) Uh, All right, next joke, hopefully a little less thought involved in this one. Uh, Katy Perry, musician Katy Perry, has joined a slew of moms who are pumping their own breast milk for others in an effort to help with the baby formula shortage. Boy, that's nice, huh? Uh, Also nice, husbands everywhere are pitching in by saying, you stay here, hon, I'll go get it. They want to see Katy Perry's... Breasts would be the point there. Okay, here we go. Time to get silly. Uh, Audiences were shocked at the Jubilee when Queen Elizabeth acted in a brief video piece opposite Paddington Bear. Yeah. Uh, Apparently, the original idea to have her perform with Ted was scrapped after he called her a dusty cunt. Do I have to a bleep dusty out? cunt. Yeah, I'm just going straight to the wow. C word for laughs. <laughs> for limited laughs, I might add. Okay, finally. <laughs> finally, thank Christ. And then I'm on the clock for another week. <laughs> Matthew, actor Matthew McConaughey, made an impassioned plea for gun control at the White House this week. Uh, and while the speech angered some Republicans, McConaughey made strong inroads with the alt-right, alt-right, alt-right. <laughs> <laughs> Take it away, Johnny uh, All right, saved it again at the end. All right, here we go. <clears throat> Police captured an armed man near Brett Kavanaugh's home who said he intended to kill the Supreme Court justice. And uh, fortunately, again, he was caught, but... Experts say had the man succeeded, he could have destroyed the entire U.S. beer industry. (laughs) That one's just fine or less. Uh, Now, here are the three ones that I think were slightly better. Well, to celebrate his big legal victory, Johnny Depp went out with his friends and ordered $63,000 worth of Indian food. Oh, whoa. Yeah. And because this is Los Angeles, they split one dessert. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. 
<laughs> well, I talked about it a couple weeks ago, and here, this story will not die. A national shortage of lifeguards threatens to close 10,000 public pools. Yeah. Um, it's so dire, the government has temporarily suspended the no diarrhea rule. <laughs> <laughs> uh, diarrhea big. gives you a diarrhea. By the way, uh, if, if you had to wait two weeks... Without diarrhea, I would never be able to swim. I've never <laughs> no. had two weeks without never, diarrhea. So never. That's unfair. Wow. It's discriminatory. Uh, no. <clears throat> okay. And finally, thank God. <laughs> this week, a company named Realbotics is set to release the most realistic sex doll ever. Yeah. It's, uh, it's so realistic it doesn't want to have sex with you. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Good closer. Yes. Good closer. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, as uh, if as if our jobs weren't hard enough yeah. with writing these Johnny like, jokes. Hey, hey, Muhammad Ali, when's the next rumble in the jungle? <laughs> Tomorrow. Oh, it's in a week. <laughs> oh, great. You want to go back to Zaire immediately? Sure. <laughs> Rumble in the jungle. <laughs> I love that. That's what this is. Um, all right. This is well, those, this is harder. If anything, is, he yeah. just he just stood there and got punched <laughs> by his own choice. He's yeah. like, I'll just lean on the ropes. So this is a little harder because we're doing something. We're not just leaning on ropes. Yeah. Fuck you, Muhammad Ali. Oh what did you oh, ever no, do? Fuck you. <laughs> the, the rope. The, the rope. A dummy. Uh, yes, we are better than Muhammad Ali. I totally agree. <laughs> Um, now, this week, it's funny, we got uh, an email a couple weeks ago, and we talked about it, we teased it. Someone asked us, I can't remember who it was, if we get inspired creatively by things that we're watching on TV. Um, uh, we, we called you out at the time, and we, we appreciate that. And the answer is yes. And today, you're going to see a little bit how. So we uh, are watching The Offer on Paramount Plus, which is all about the making of The Godfather. Not The and Office. One, the Offer. The, the Offer. <laughs> not Office. Uh, yeah. So um, a big part of the show and a part of the show that was electric from day one for us was uh, the actor who plays Robert Evans. Just the role of Robert Evans in general because he's such an interesting character. He had so much to do with so many great movies and he was, you know, just fascinating to watch and listen to. So watching that and I show. I met him. I met him. Yeah, Goldie, yeah, the, the Jade Detective, if you remember that <laughs> yeah, from a couple weeks ago. So what we are going to do today, this is a bit. And we, this was inspired <laughs> by something that we watched on TV. So for the next few minutes, I will be interviewing... Robert Evans. <laughs> and I'll, I'll be going to the bathroom. So what you are hearing is the actual Robert Evans. So why, did I, you why did you imitate Robert Evans to say that? You should have been you for that. To prove that it's live, <laughs> I fucked up. <laughs> Great cover. And um, that lets the crowd know that what they're seeing is real and not pre-recorded. Because only an idiot would have let that happen so we in are, a prepared situation. <laughs> Right. So we are beyond thrilled to welcome Hollywood legend, mogul, multiple Academy Award winning <laughs> producer, 
Robert Evans right. here to the podcast. Thank you. Mr. Mr. Evans, a, thank you for thank being you. here. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. You know, I don't do much AM radio, so uh, it's, <laughs> it's just... <laughs> I yeah. welcome the opportunity, and I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Alex. Well, no, no, thank you. Yes, it, it's Alec. But thank you very much for being here. Um, now, Mr. Evans. Alec, like uh, uh, Alec Guinness. That's right, <laughs> like Alec Guinness. Um, but you're not him. I, I No, I'm not him, not Mr. We, Evans. Okay, so I'm I don't a different, know why I'm here, but okay. A different Alec completely. But think of me. I was you can told think... I was doing a radio interview with Alec Guinness. <laughs> well, you know, you may want to talk to your people about that. I think they, okay. they it was sort of a telephone game that got miscommunicated. I'm happy to there. be here, though. It's thank wonderful. you very you much, JC, uh, you're wonderful. I love everything you do, JC. Oh, thank you. Thank <laughs> yeah. you. Yes. And uh, yeah, do you, do you, how's your car situation? Is it good? You have the automobile you want? <laughs> Uh, yes. Okay, because I, I will rent you a Ford Mustang and pay for the entire thing if you oh. need that. Oh, yeah. really? I would yeah, definitely Yeah, something I've done that. for numerous women. I rent them Ford Mustangs. I'm currently leasing 14 of them. So oh, if you'd wow. like to get on the list, so and I, I expect nothing in return other than, you know, you come up to my house every once in a while, and when we and catch say hello. up. <laughs> yeah, and, and I get artistic inspiration from you. That's why. It's, it's, it's very tempting. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's, that's very considerate of you, Mr. Yes. Evans. Um, yeah, you, you can get generous. your own car, Alex. <laughs> yeah, thank you. It's Alec, but thank no you. I will. Yeah. I have my own car. Okay. It's it's a sob. Um, so a what? <laughs> it's it's a Swedish car. It's called a, a sob. Two A's in a row. S A A B. Oh, okay. You live in the valley then, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. That's enough about where I live. Uh, let's talk about you, Mr. Evans, because your story is so interesting to so many people. You started out in the garment business where you made and sold uh, lady pants. So tell That's us right. a tell us a little bit about about that industry and and did have you did you learn anything in the lady pants industry that uh, that led to success in Hollywood? Well, for a time the, the ladies pants industry was dominated by a, a few small players and uh, they did not love the female form and it was my <laughs> My lust that informed the designs that made them good. Yes. And the, the women picked up, uh, they wanted, and I, I, I hesitate to use the, the crude term, but it's come into vogue and I don't like it. It, they, you've heard of fuck me boots. These were fuck me pants. <laughs> and the pants basically sold themselves because the men loved it. They would buy them for the women. And the women loved it because, you know, they want to exist uh, for our pleasure. Of course, we all know this. We so uh, I, was, I was very successful, but it's, it's, it's not so exciting. You know, there wasn't a lot of glamour around it. And uh, I felt that I wanted to live a, a more glamorous life. Well, that makes perfect sense. And, and, and here's the thing is it was quite a business and I was quite successful in it. Yeah. And I, some of the pants, the designs are still in vogue. So, Alex, don't believe anyone who says I work in a Hollywood because I will always, a part of me, work in ladies' pants. <laughs> Excellent. Very well said, Mr. Evans. And there's a little piece of bob in each of those pants. <laughs> and you, you can take that for what you will. <laughs> and now, so you came on a business trip uh, for ladies' pants out to Hollywood. Yes. You were uh, by the pool at the Beverly Hills Hotel, and you were discovered uh, to, to yes. become an actor. Tell us a little bit, uh, what was that experience like? 
Well, I, I took one quick look around the pool and realized that the average male looked like a disgusting hog. <laughs> your, your Louis B. Mayors, they were all they were all just flabby and disgusting. And, and you know, here I am with, with my body that's toned via calisthenics and, uh, and uh, 10 push-ups a day. I, I watch everything I eat. I, I, I exist mostly on tobacco and coffee. And I, I, one gaze around the pool I knew if I were to take my shirt off and lie there, something would happen. I don't know what that thing would be, but I would know that it would create something. And which is at the core of everything I do, something happens. I cannot put my finger on what it will be that will happen other than it will be something. So I take my shirt off, heads turn. Big meatball-like flabby heads turn in my direction and then turn at their own bodies in disgust. And I knew that, again, wheels were in motion. Every woman was looking at me. And I said to myself, Bob, what you need to do is swan dive beautifully into the deep end of the pool, which I knew I could do very easily, creating a very small splash. I, I could have been an Olympic diver had I wanted to go in that direction. Because all you have to do is hold your body loose but rigid. Loose but rigid, you understand? That's a great tip. You're That's rigid, a- but you're also loose. And when you do that, you look like a glorious bird plunging into the water. <laughs> and I got my fish boy, you know I did, which was this beautiful <laughs> career and this beautiful life I had. I, oh. I knew when my hands hit the water, Bob, you just changed everything. <laughs> and I was you, right. Indeed you indeed you were right, Mr. Evans, yes. and I'm, we're glad you dove into that pool. Now, uh, just a little bit about your acting career. So you starred in a movie, uh, the movie adaptation of The Sun Also Rises by Ernest Hemingway. And yeah. the rumor was that Ernest Hemingway did not like you and wanted you off of that movie. So what what is it like to be loathed by one of the greatest authors of all time? Okay, well, truth be told, I had never heard of Ernest Hemingway until after we made the movie. I didn't look at the title page of the script. I just went right to my lines. I said, this is easy. All I have to do is not look directly into the camera and say these. Someone will give me the proper clothing. They'll tell me where to stand. They'll show me where on the set I'm supposed to lie down or sit or whatever. If I need to shoot a gun, they'll hand me a gun. When I need to be fed, they'll feed me. And when I need to be there and go home, they'll send a driver. So why worry beyond that? So then afterwards, I hear this man... This man, Ernest Hemingway, has some problem with you. And I, I say, well, who is that? What is, why should I care? And then I learned that he had written, I guess, what was the prequel to this script. It was a, a book. It was uh, old at that point. And, uh, you know, the writers are always bitching. They're always carping. They don't like it. They don't understand the process, which is why if, if he was such a big shot, he would have made it out here. But, you know, it's, it's pretty easy. It's easy to make it in, in the Florida Keys to be a big shot down there. It's, it's easy to be a big shot in Cuba. You know, if you're, if you're if you're trying to write, how many people there are novelists? But what's hard is to put your face out there and make a dent. So I have no respect for the man at all. And uh, I think his end his end was proper. That is what should have happened. Because I don't know how he lived with himself that long, to be quite honest with you. Because he was well, a flop. <laughs> 
Well, I think that's very well said. Very <laughs> well you. said. Yeah. Um, so then we skip over a little bit. You're asked to run Paramount Studios, which at the time was yes. not doing very well. And then no. you started to acquire uh, script properties. And one of the first ones you got was a, uh, a book co- uh, by Ira Levin called Rosemary's Baby. And, yes. and of course, that became a huge hit. And what did you see, if anything, in that, that novel that led you to believe this? I have a hit on my hands? Well, <clears throat> there weren't at that time a lot of films about babies. <laughs> and people love babies. And, and this is something I learned, you know, is you keep it simple. You don't, you, you don't need to question what are the things people like. The American consumer is not very hard to figure out. People are making babies every day, right? So they, and this has not stopped since, since before zero AD. This is the, the entire history of humanity is one of making babies. And yet there was not a film about a baby. Now, what the baby does, it doesn't really matter to me. It wasn't important to me. What was right. important was that we had a baby on screen, and I knew that every woman in America loves babies and wants to see them, and I know that every man in America loves women and wants to be with them, so if I could get the women to the theater, I would get the men, and the rest is box office history. <laughs> so well said, and of course, that set off a trend of uh, three men and a baby, babies day out. Oh, I think well, you started imitation all Imitation is the sincerest <laughs> Form of show business, my friend. So I, I, well I'm not angry about it. I I, I just tip my hat to, to them. <laughs> and then we talked a little bit about this before you came on, but of course, one of the movies you'll forever be known for uh, was The Godfather, and uh, you had a big hand in making that movie the 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 movie it ultimately became. So tell us how you you shaped your vision into that into that. I movie. had basically the only hand in the Godfather. Let's be honest. <laughs> the, the, no one else contributed to that. That was all me, entirely me. Uh, Francis Fraud Coppola had very little to do with it. I mean, any idiot can point a camera and say action. Right? That's the most basic thing. You, you say they, they don't even decide where the camera goes. That's the first uh, the first AD. They, they tell the director of photography. So he knew nothing. OK, <laughs> so I am the one who who said, you know, let's get Brando, big star. Let's get Pacino, big star. You know, let's get Talia Shire to show people what not a big star looks like. So they appreciate having big stars in the in the movie. And then the rest is a is a is a mob shoot about story. But, you know, it's also a family story. It's also a family story. And that's what people like, because. Everyone has a family. <laughs> and uh, so, I, you know, I, I, I can't do anything other than to take complete responsibility for every element <laughs> of it and say that I did a great job. Because well, I did. That, yes. that is very gracious of you. And I think uh, yeah. everyone I mean, look, in- there are Italian restaurants on every corner. So why wouldn't people want to know, like, <laughs> who are the people who run this place? <laughs> of course. And, and we're all immigrants. We all came from somewhere else. You know, I, my, my family came from elsewhere. Your family came from elsewhere, JC. And let me know if you want that Mustang again, because it's, it's, it's your name is on it, JC. And, and I, I don't know why he's asking the questions where clearly you should be the face of this well, thing. Well, that's, that's a good yeah, setup, J, uh, JC. I think, did you have a question for, for Mr. Evans well, here? Well, yeah. I mean, my question is, you have been married, what, five times now? And I was wondering... JC, if, if this is a proposal, the answer is yes. <laughs> I'm in. Let's do it. <laughs> Number six... <laughs> 
two Ford Mustangs. As many Ford Mustangs as you want. I have a, a home in the hills. It's a beautiful home. There's a, there's a parlor, a dressing parlor that would be all yours. And a, and a walk-in closet, JC, full of fur. All the fur you want. Which, you, you know, a woman cannot have too many minks or baubles. And you would, you would be lying in mink, covered by a mink, in uh, diamonds and minks. Diamonds and minks and mustangs. That's good. That's a, so like a let, let me know. Yes. Oh, well, that's that's a very good response to JC's almost question. And now I don't want anyone to read anything uh, as a connection into this next question, but Chinatown. You, um, <laughs> you the, another one of your absolutely classic films was Chinatown. And yeah. um, I, I wondered, what, a lot of people have had this debate over the years. What, what does Chinatown, what does the term mean to you? Well, uh, Chinatown is a part of L.A. that you, <laughs> anyone in the know would just probably skip over, my friend. And uh, L.A., the real L.A. is is Beverly Hills. And then, uh, you know, you drive your convertible to Malibu. I guess that's L.A. So to me, Chinatown is like, hey, if we're in Chinatown, we're in trouble, baby. I, I don't know what's going on, but so you've taken not, not one wrong turn. You've taken four wrong turns. And uh, anyone you ask to, for directions is not going to understand a word you're saying. And so I think that was captured so well by Nicholson, that, uh, my, my, my good friend Jack, that what, why am I here? Oh, God, what's happening? What is this place? Get me, turn me around and push me into the Hollywood Hills where I can function. All right. Well, I think that's very well explained. That's yes. another mystery solved there about that title. And now just a couple more questions, uh, Mr. Evans. Um, and this one might be uh, a little bit delicate, but uh, in 1980, you were arrested. How dare you? <laughs> okay, we'll move on to the next How question. dare you? How <laughs> dare you bring up what happened in 1980? No, I will absolutely never answer that question. Okay, well, I respect- I did not come on this radio show, Alex, to, to talk about what happened in 1980. Okay. <laughs> what, right. Do you want to talk about the worst moment of your life, which, which God knows it must be full of them, my friend. Yeah, I, I can several. only imagine how many horrible moments you've had living in uh, wherever, wherever the hell you live Cape, Cape Cod, it's called. That's right. That's right. Okay. Well, it's not that's even the Hamptons. Point. Yes, not the Hamptons. I could okay, not afford so, the Hamptons. Uh, yeah. So, so, so ask someone else about 1980. Okay. Maybe I'll, I'll ask Ronald Reagan if we get him on here. But point taken. I appreciate your candor. Now, finally, I wanted to ask this final question of you, Mr. Evans. Um, you died in 2019. What What is that like? Well, you know. When the big guy says, cut. <laughs> and, you, and you walk off the set into your trailer and you realize they're not filming you anymore. <laughs> All the stuff you're doing, it's not getting seen. It's purgatory, my friend. Oh. It's, it's, it's a movie that is not being filmed. There's no audience there's no producer. There's no craft services. There's no PA saying, right this way, Mr. Evans, with a cappuccino and a Valium. There's nothing except waiting that maybe, maybe they'll say action once more because that's what it's all about, baby. 
Oh, that was... And you got to embrace that action. If you have that action, you go hard until they yell cut. You promise me right now you'll do that, JC. I... Oh, Okay. No, a JC. Okay, sorry. Yes, I promise. I promise, Mr. Evans. <laughs> oh, God. Mr. Evans, thank you so much for being here today. And conclude bit. Wow, Woo! Goldie. Goldie. Fantastic. That was... I don't, because, we, we, we lucked out on that. Uh, well, it was brilliant. The, what, what you must know now after the bit is we wrote none of that out. I gave Goldie none of the questions. So every one of his answers was completely improv. And Goldie, you had a hilarious line for the beginning of every answer which i applaud you yeah, for that that was well, i hope i hope anyone likes yeah it doesn't matter it was matter. fun you know jc and i really liked great. it yes we, we loved a podcast. it we have a podcast let's have fun with it yes. yeah for, for how much longer we don't know um <laughs> worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole well good thing instacart shoppers are as picky as you are they find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And now it's time for a portion of the show we call Top Five. Top Five! <laughs> yes, right. well, okay, so this was Asterisk City, because this was technically my category, but Goldie swooped in to save us. So, Goldie, mm -hmm. tell the folks what we're going to be talking about this week. Yeah, when you were, like, totally unprepared for All right. should have been a week-long lead into thinking of a Top Five <laughs> category, I saw you drowning. Yeah, and I, I had COVID. In and I had COVID. And, and that's true. No, oh, you. Yeah. Last yeah. week you had said COVID. I no longer am testing positive, and now no, no I was shit. testing positive last week. Now I'm no longer testing. But don't get your timeline all mixed okay. up. In, in any case, um, the psychology of this podcast is I, in my head, prepare your side of the podcast as well, knowing he's still that going. You're probably going he's to still going. Your obligations to provide. We're trying to keep it tight today. Okay, let's go. And yeah, we keep it going. When you say keep it tight, here's what I hear: you keep it tight. <laughs> yeah, keep it tight. Keep it no, tight. You pal. keep it tight. <laughs> you keep okay. it tight. The category was uh, top five paintings of all time right. was that so hard was that so hard <laughs> uh, who, who who would like to go first well um i'll go first i have a story for the my my number one so uh, i'll oh, just good. go first to get to get through this so my number five um, i don't know it, i with these uh, it's the risk of sounding pretentious i was trying not to do the most obvious ones but they're very obvious so sure um, my number five is Portrait of Adele Block Bauer by Gustav Klimt. You know, the one where, you know, Ooh. the kiss is like mm. was my favorite when I was young. And then when I dove in, I was like, oh, she's so elegant. So yeah, he kissed you know, her on her Klimt. <laughs> <laughs> 
number four. Uh, unfortunately, I was climped. <laughs> for climped. She was ready to go. However, my member was climped. <laughs> um, and number four is by Dolly, the persistence of memory, you know, with the melted clock. Oh, sure. Yes. Yeah. You said you weren't going to go obvious. And welcome. I know. Yeah, I welcome said, to no, I every. Said, welcome to up. every girl's dorm room. There you go. <laughs> I yeah. Literally. She I gets just, it. She yeah. gets the nature of time. <laughs> yeah, she, she totally understands. She's so, she's so into yeah. surrealism. I tell you, <laughs> you don't look great underneath those melted clocks when you're totally climped. <laughs> Actually, it lines up perfectly. <laughs> Hey, look, um, everything's melting. The clocks, <laughs> me, you. Um, number three is yet another obvious creation of Adam the for Michelangelo, the Sistine Chapel. So yeah. Seeing yeah, that person one. was very sure. special. Props. Um, number two is Love is in the Bin, the Banksy, the shredded Banksy. Oh, interesting. Oh, Sexual. How counterculture. Love that. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, sure. my number one, there's a little, a tiny story with this. So when I was uh, a senior in high school, I dated somebody who was, I went to high school with, but he had graduated and he was an artiste mm. and you know, he went to. Statutory. <laughs> CCAC. <laughs> <laughs> so um, he had like the artist, you know, creativity block and then. Somehow he attributed his block, you know, like I had unblocked his, if you can imagine. Oh, his I can imagine. <laughs> and he did a series. How'd you do that? <laughs> I don't know. I have secrets. And um, he, um, he made a painting for me that he then um, created a whole series based off of that. He did a bunch of pieces for me. Now, Boy, that I... must have been some good unblocking. So fast forward to I move out of my parents' house, you know, leave the painting there because we, I don't know much about art, but when my parents moved, they didn't know anything about it. So they left it on the street with a bunch of things for people like, to take, you know, here's yeah. free stuff. Yeah. Fast forward, maybe 20 years later, the artist's name is Mark Grochon, who is oh, nice. very successful artiste now. His paintings sell for millions of dollars. Wow. And so that, that painting, the one that was left on the street, whoever picked that up, if they did, is now holding on to a multi-million dollar painting. Wow, oh, yes. that is Why a good story. Why would that story. be his favorite? I would hate that painting. I know. No. Oh, I have drawn. I have so. I have a lot of artwork from him still by him. Oh, there you go. Oh, so you're yeah. you're well, like the you richest one podcast? on this podcast. What are you why doing are you here? Doing Get out Sell of here! I never want to hear a complaint yeah. again. I never complain. What are you yeah, talking about? Oh, constant about, complaint. Oh, I just complain about how hard I work. I know. I got to go record American Dad. Why? Yeah. Why? Just just take your four. 40 million and go home. <laughs> Come on. Sell God. a painting oh, and leave American Dead. <laughs> I have, uh, yeah, I have some great, great things. Uh, yeah, right as, the, as the great Bob Cousy would say, that's frustrating. Oh, boy, that's frustrating. <laughs> the coos, the coos. Um, right, Goldie, you want me to go ahead? I'll, I'll go. Yeah, I'll, go g- ahead. I'll, give you, I'll give you the honorary last spot because you swooped in. Okay, um, so number five for me is a painting called Sunday Afternoon on the Island of Grand Jatte, which is by the French artist Surratt, but it's better known as the Ferris Bueller painting. 
It's oh. the one that Cameron oh. stares at in Ferris Bueller oh, and as he nice. go, you know, gets closer and closer and closer. I always thought it was a nice painting. I love that moment in the movie. Um, so I gave that the nod. Uh, number four is a painting, a French painting again, called Liberty Leading the People. And I know this one as French tits. This is the one <laughs> where that French lady <laughs> is showing her tits and holding the French flag. So love that French one, tits. obviously. Uh, number three, another Frenchie. I like the French painters, apparently. Yes. There's a, an, a painting called Impression Sunrise by oh, Monet. Oh, yes. That was on my list. And then uh, I it's a gorgeous it. one. It's so Just gorgeous. Gorgeous. And also, Monet, I'm really impressed that he was that artistic with the first name of Claude. You've got to be the most artistic Claude <laughs> <Total>. ever. <laughs> Claude. Um, isn't it, it, it's always weirded me out that there's Monet and there's Manet. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it's yeah. Weird. like we, if we had Manets and Monets. And <laughs> like, okay. I know. It's like there's Larry Bird and Larry Bird. <laughs> it's like, okay. Bard. <laughs> Larry Bard. Um, all right, number two is uh, we go kind of an obvious one here, but I love it. Uh, Nighthawks. The Nighthawks Ooh. Diner by Hopper. Oh, yeah. I just think that's a cool painting. And number one, this is where I swerved. <laughs> number one, I don't even know the title of it, but I'm simply going to call it Rocky and Apollo by Leroy <laughs> Neiman. <laughs> it's, it's the painting that at the very end of Rocky Three, when Rocky and Apollo have been working together, <laughs> they have a sparring session. They throw their first punches as the screen freezes, oh, and it wow. turns into a Leroy Neiman painting, <laughs> yes. which I think is great. I would love to own that painting. I think that's an awesome. It might be the peak wow, of cool. uh, U.S. culture in that moment. Wow. Racial yeah. harmony, even <laughs> though they're punching each other. We know they love each other. <laughs> right. So they that's my number love. one, Rocky and Apollo. <laughs> cool. Very yeah, cool I, that, list. Goldie? That is, a, that is a good list. All right. We had a few technical difficulties there, but uh, now we are ready for Goldie's top five paintings okay uh after the build-up with all those technical difficulties here we go uh had to make an audible at number five because i made fun of jc and then realized i had the same thing in that spot which was persistence of memory by Dolly, because it just really speaks to me um so i'm instead going with at number five uh i don't know the artist because it's it's so hot off the presses i'm going with trump crossing the delaware Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Here we go. This is another this Kokomo part it's not two. A joke, Here we go. I, it's not. It's not. Okay. Uh, number four, you and I have a little overlap. Nighthawks by Edward Hopper. Yeah, nice. we go. Just says it all. Grab a cup We're of lonely, coffee. guys. Um, number three is by Peter Bruegel the Elder. And it I is, love his. Yes. The Tower of Babel. Oh, the absurdity. Yeah. Of building up and the yeah. folly of man and woman. Yeah. <laughs> and woman. Uh, number two, I can't believe no one else had this. Rene Magritte, the son of man, the guy in a suit with an apple as a nose. Oh, it, yeah. It's all a joke, <laughs> folks. <laughs> it's all an illusion. None of it means anything. It's absurd. Yeah. Why are we trying? <laughs> and number one, Again, can't believe no one had this starry night. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought I was thinking of that one. Uh, it was, I had a yeah, different thing. Inspired a nice song, too. It inspired a nice yeah. song, Vin- Vincent by Don McLean. Don McLean, who's now a rampant uh, right winger. 
All right. Yeah. Well, those hey, were good. Good, li- good luck. It's a love song about. It feels like it's about basically trying to fuck Vincent Van Gogh. It's like he's, <laughs> he's not going to go for it. He's dead. He's dead. What are you hoping uh, is going to happen? Uh, that is very funny. And so, uh, Goldie, uh, now two weeks in a row, do you have a list for next week? Wait, what? Okay, wait. <laughs> okay, wait, JC has one. What? And, and no, no, no. JC I'll, has I'll, one. I'll, I'll step in with one. <laughs> no, well, we it's technically sure. your turn, unless you want to just change all Holy the rules. Holy fucking okay. shit. JC. The gall. The <laughs> okay. absolute I'm gall sorry. Of you want to put, to not you want, think of one. You want to okay. put another thing on a woman's shoulders after 2016. Here, <laughs> no, go right no, ahead. No, no. <laughs> Look at he's paused. Uh, or he's frozen. <laughs> <laughs> all right, JC, go ahead. Step Have in. you at last no decency, <laughs> sir. <laughs> sir. Um, by the way, we got a nice email from one of our fans Tom that was Leggett. just cho- Tom Leggett, just chock full of great top five uh, right. list ideas. So I think, JC, are yep. you going to use one I'm of those? I'm going to use one, and I have to decide oh, yeah. between two of them. I'm going to go with top five Canadian entertainers. Love it. So, Love cool. it. Yes. Awesome. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Tom. That's a savior this week. <laughs> Um, all right. So, the, the, oh boy, that was great top five stuff today, Goldie. <laughs> thank you for the uh, category again, for yes. stepping in. Thank you for doing the Robin Evans, which yes. I loved. The, no, the nasal blockage is key. Very and I, good. I, I, I very much enjoyed that. Um, can we true so, West it next week and you're Robert Evans? Oh, <laughs> you know, can I tell you something? Well, if, if, we had, if we had known that, I should have gone first. I feel like you're the Evans closer. <laughs> we'll think of somebody else you, you can imitate. do someone else. Yeah, we'll, we'll do a number. Of we'll get to that. We'll get to that someday. Yeah. I'll do my maybe Josh Mankiewicz. No, you gotta be wondering at this point. These people know what they're doing. <laughs> Nobody knows who that is. The guy on Dateline. Oh. <laughs> Mank. The Mank. Um, okay, so now we're going to close the show as we always do on a high note. <laughs> oh, thank you, Tom and Max. And by the way, Tom Gamble. Feel better. Yes, get Tom well soon. Tom Gamble has COVID. Our, oh, our good no. friend. Yes. Um, I mean, he's going to be and fine. And we're breaking he's, that news. Yeah. We're breaking, <laughs> breaking that news. news. Said, Tom Gamble, get better soon. We want your bits yes. back on he the said show. He's yes. not too bad, just a little achy and groggy. Yeah, so, we'll, yes. we'll give him the week off. Yeah, but <laughs> and also, with, with Robert Evans, it would have been redundant to have Tom's Morty character on. <laughs> totally. it's like, there's another Robert Evans. Um, okay, I'll, I'll go first quickly. So, my high note, I, I alluded to it in one of my uh, Johnny jokes, and I, I feel a little bad being flip about it. My high note is Matthew McConaughey, because um, I don't know if you had a chance to watch his speech or listen to what he said, um, but it was great. He, uh, he, people are saying, you know, on the right are saying, oh, he's an actor. Why should we listen to him about gun violence? Well, you know what? He's a human being first, and he happens to be a Texas man who was born in Uvalde, the town where this uh, tragedy occurred. So I think uh, his point of view on the matter is uh, very relevant. And he said some great things that I hope will open some eyes on the right and maybe we can get something done this time. So Matthew McConaughey, bravo. Wow, yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. I agree. Um, I'll go. I I just, look, I want to just say how much uh, I appreciate the Franz who are our friends oh, slash yes. fans. We've gotten so many nice emails. We've gotten a little complainy lately. I think we should edit <laughs> ourselves in that respect a little bit, and I'm as guilty as anyone. But More. people have written 
knowing that we were kind of going through a little bit of a, 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 a drought, uh, written <laughs> such encouraging things. I want to give That's a shout true. out to Scott, Scott Wickman, who's yeah. the, the king yes. of the friends. Yes. Yep. Wrote us such a lovely email. And, love you, uh, you know, that he's, he, I understand was traveling, got COVID. So get well soon to him. Yes. yes. Um, but, th- but thank you. We love your emails and, and we really appreciate you listening as much as we complain. We, we do love doing this and, and really appreciate the response. Yeah. We do. Well said. And of course, if you want to send us any emails, send them to a typical disgusting display at gmail.com. We read them all. We love them, as Goldie just said. Very well yes. said. Uh, Very JC? Um, my high note is my dad had been listening to our podcast, um, but my mom had, hadn't really started, but she has now binged them and is oh. listening and loves them. She's like, she finds them. She thinks you guys are hilarious. Aww. And so um, that's a high note. I'm saying hi, mom. Oh, and, that's <laughs> nice. Thank you. Thank you, JC's mom for yes. giving us JC. Jenny is her name. Yes. yes. Jenny. <laughs> we know her number. Yeah. 867-5309. <laughs> um, all right. Well, you know what? We did it. Technical difficulties and all. Did. I had yeah. to, Ooh, that was a great, piano Goldie. tuner come in. I had yeah. to change rooms. That's As true. everyone, these are problems everyone has. Of course. Um, yeah. Tutors. And we made it through another week, Goldie. An excellent ride, really? Evans. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you. That was so, so fun. Hilarious. So great. God, on the spot, just making up all that yeah. shit, which was great. Um, thank you all for listening. Thank you two for being awesome. And thank we you. will talk to you again next week. Next week. <laughs> We're on the clock. Technical difficulties. Please stand by.